Hello, friends, and welcome to More Than Gold, a podcast that rejoices in three very important truths. You are precious. You are a value. You are worth more than gold. I'm Sonia DeClerc, and I'm your host for the show. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining in. I'm ridiculously excited to have transformation coach TJ Annika with us here today. TJ is passionate about educating busy mamas on how to reach their wellness goals and create healthy habits that last. TJ grew up in Southern Alberta, has been married for almost 24 years, and has six kiddos ranging from ages 5 to 22. That's right. You heard that right. 5 to 22. And let me tell you, she looks like she's 20 years old. The woman is gorgeous inside and out. TJ is passionate about health and fitness and one day hopes to open a gym with her brother, which I have to say would be absolutely amazing. I want to thank you for being with us here today, TJ, on the show. And I want to give you the opportunity to... um, have the space to share with us your amazing transformation story and um, some insights as to perhaps how we can learn from your story and how we can help better our lives. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done this before, so this will be fun. So um, like you said, I grew up in Southern Alberta been married for almost 24 years. That is a huge accomplishment. It's crazy. Yeah, next month, 24 years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It goes by so fast. (laughs) It does. I'm coming up on 21. Yeah. So I guess I'm pretty close behind. Are are we that same age? (laughs) (laughs) We're both 20. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I've always been um, active, more in like the artsy kind of realms. So I twirled baton. I did a little bit of gymnastics. Um, I did dance. So all the things. Um, and then when I had kids, it kind of just fizzled away. You know, you get so busy. There's, there's just not enough time to make time, um, for yourself or you choose not to make time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really wasn't until, I would say probably about five years ago, um, I had, sorry. That is okay. That is what we want. I want that authenticity. If you're feeling it, feel it. So about five, actually, I think we're coming up on six years ago. So we had a big change in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. But we left a religion that was that was our life. Okay. Um, we were both born and raised in that religion. And, um, you know, it was hard. It was hard. Um, leaving, you leave a community mm-hmm. of people. You lose friends. Um, it's scary. You feel lost. Okay. And so you feel all these things and I don't know. Well, I do know when you do feel lost, you start, you start to search and Mm -hmm. wonder like, what am I doing? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? Where do I belong now? Mm -hmm. I don't know where I belong anymore. Um, and so mentally, mentally, I struggled. Um, so to kind of pull myself out of that, I decided that I needed to do some things for me and I need to work on me. Mm-hmm. And I knew through doing, through doing things for me and really working on you know, finding my, my purpose, my why, like, why am I even living at this point? I, you know, you, these questions go through your mind. And, and so I started to, um, read self-help books. Mm-hmm. 
which I'd never, I'd never done ever. And, you know, I'd heard about, um, I think it was like Tony Robbins and okay, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just thought he was some guy that, you know, he was this big, boisterous speaker. Um, and so I actually, the first book that I read was by Rachel Hollis. Oh my goodness. I love her. I love her. Yes. And, um, I think it was girl, wash your face. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was in that book that she talked about, um, keeping promises to yourself. Mm -hmm. And what if you kept promises to yourself? And I remember thinking, like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And so the more that I read and the more that I kind of looked outside of religion or church, um, I, I started to make these tiny little promises to myself. You know, like, today I'm going to get up. I'm going to go work out even for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And I started doing it every single day. And as you, or as I, or anybody, as, as we continue to make a promise to ourselves, as little as it is, and it should be little to begin with, mm -hmm. the more that I kept those promises to myself that I was going to do that, my confidence became stronger and stronger. Um, and as I did that, um, as I worked out and I started to take care of, of me and put me first, um, things just started to change mm -hmm. um, for me physically, but mostly mentally. Okay. I wasn't really doing it for the physical aspect. I needed something to just get me out of bed every day. And I, I hear you on that. Right? Exactly. And that was, it was getting in my gym every mm -hmm. day. And my gym wasn't what it is today. My gym was a tiny room in the basement. Um, and so I didn't, you don't have to have all this gym equipment to do that kind of stuff. It's just getting yourself out of bed and moving your body, even if it's five minutes, just something and making that promise to yourself and really just going for it. Mm -hmm. Um, as I did that, it just kind of snowballed. Okay. Right. And, and I kind of have had the opportunity to witness a bit of the mm -hmm. snowball. So I'll, I'll just keep my side quiet over here, but I'm going to let you <laughs> describe what that snowball looks like for you. Absolutely. So once I started to really get into the exercising and that type of thing, and it got me to a place of a way better, um, mental headspace, I guess mm -hmm. I would say. And um, in that time, I mean, we had had a baby. So again, I was dealing with, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. I was dealing with a little bit of the baby blues from mm -hmm. having a baby 10 years later. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. so um, that helped a lot with that. But as I did that, um, I, I just, I had this confidence to talk to other people mm -hmm. and to expand my, my friend group mm -hmm. because I, I didn't have that anymore. Okay. So as I did that, I would talk to moms at school, you know, basketball games or volleyball games. And, and I got to know some really amazing women. Mm -hmm. And as I did that, um, I also was able to meet a lady and we opened up a business together. Mm -hmm. And I met so many people through that business, which is how I met you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a beautiful thing. I loved, I loved doing that. We did that for about three years mm -hmm. and then COVID hit, COVID. right? COVID. Oh, COVID. <laughs> we're not going to talk no, about we're that. we're not talking about COVID. We're talking about no. TJ. <laughs> yeah. We're going to skip that part. But um, yeah. we ended up selling our business and right. And, you know, moving, both of us moving on to other things. We're still great friends, mm -hmm. but just moving on to other things. And actually, I will touch on COVID a little bit. Okay. Because during COVID, um, again, you have those moments of, hey, like, now what's my purpose? Yeah. What am I doing? What are, you know, what do I want to see with my life? Where, where do I see this going? Mm -hmm. 
And I'd always wanted to help women, even through our clothing business. That's what I wanted to do, was help other women see how beautiful and valuable they are. I love it. And that right. is one of the reasons why I love you so much is yep. because I can see that you are saying this with every fiber of your being. Um, these are not just empty words. These are words from your heart and soul. And I think that's why women in general trust you and are drawn to you because that love has an energy mm -hmm. that is undeniable and it is so beautiful. And uh, so you, through through the clothing store that you had, mm -hmm. through your transformation coaching, um, you're fulfilling all of those beautiful intentions of helping women. So I'm just, I just stand in awe of you and I say, just keep going. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to cry. It's okay. There's <laughs> crying welcome here. A lot. I did not prepare and I don't have tissues. That's fine. Okay. And I can clean up my makeup later. It's fine. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'd always wanted to have a space for women to feel, you know, beautiful and loved. And, and we did that. We did that through our, our clothing business. Um, and so then when COVID hit, I thought, you know what? What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. How am I going to, you know, touch other women and help them see their beauty and their value? So... I came across life coaching mm -hmm. um, and I thought about it a couple years previous because I follow some other life coaches, but I decided, you know what, what's stopping me from doing that? Mm -hmm. I'm stopping me from doing that. So um, I took a, a life coaching course. It's actually a life um, and health coaching okay. certification that I received and I finished that and now I'm working on doing my personal training mm -hmm. which so I, by the way is exhilarating to watch like yeah. I, I watch your Instagram stories faithfully every day and I'm like <laughs> ah I don't need to do my work because she is doing it for me as I eat my donuts yeah <laughs> hey eat that donut if it makes you feel good eat it um yeah and so Hence the transformational, you know, transformation coaching mm -hmm. that I would like to launch sooner than later. But mm -hmm. I also I want to finish um, getting my personal training certification done, mm -hmm. which will be another probably few months. So, OK, but that's coming up. It is. But again, like this is stuff that I have done for myself. Yes. Because I've done it for myself. I know I can do this for other people. Absolutely. And hopefully get them, you know, to a good place where they feel loved and valued mm -hmm. and worthy. I stand behind you in all of that because um, so many of us struggle. Mm -hmm. And uh, what the beautiful thing that results from struggling, because you have struggled and will continue to struggle. Uh -huh. I have struggled and I will continue to struggle. But when we recognize those struggles and learn from them, we develop empathy, which then allows us to reach out and help others who are going through those same struggles. Mm -hmm. And so our greatest weakness and trials can actually become our greatest strengths and joys. And mm -hmm. so it is so beautiful for me to see that in action in mm -hmm. you. And so I'm so excited for you moving forward. I see nothing but just, oh, beautiful success and beautiful transformations in the lives and hearts of so many. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sonia. So I I do have some questions. Okay. Yeah. Um because I am I am curious. Um I have three kids of my own, but I had them like back to back to back. You have children ages 5 to 22. That's mm -hmm. that's quite the range. Um very diverse. And so what does daily life look like in the Annika house for you guys? Oh gosh. <laughs> it changes. Yeah. And it has changed and evolved over the years from, you know, when I had my first five, <laughs> my, first, <laughs> my five. first five, no big deal. <laughs> um, it was busy. Yeah, it was so busy. And I remember thinking, like, how do people do this? Mm -hmm. How do they do this? Because I'm like you said, you had yours back to back. Yeah, I did as well. OK, oh. so my five were yeah. each a, about a year and a half okay. apart. Yeah. And so I think when I had my 
when I had number five, my oldest was still six okay. at the time. It was he he turned seven a few days later, but but that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Like when I think about it, I'm like, what was I thinking? And how are we all still alive? Right? How are they all <laughs> still alive? Like how did I get these humans to be this uh-huh. big? And yeah, so it's it's crazy. It's evolved definitely. It was busy when they were younger. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted physically. Yeah. Pres- with the older, you know, the older as I age. <laughs> and become teenagers that's a whole different ball game it is and then they become adults yeah and that's I don't even know how I can't even put into words what that's like I guess you find new friends mm-hmm. in them but yet you're still a parent you, and you still worry you do and I you were saying you don't know how to put into words and I didn't either, but you, you really did it well because (laughs) my kids are my best friends. Yeah. And it's the coolest relationship and it's my most valuable relationship, but you still worry and you still love and you still want to parent and you don't want them, them to experience heartache and sorrow and trial but at the same time, you know, that's the only way they're going to grow. So it's it's a crazy stage of life to be in at. It is a crazy stage. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's fun to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to watch them grow. Mm-hmm. And adult. Mm-hmm. That I love. I love when they call me and say, Mom, how do I make this? Oh, yeah. Mom, how do I do this? Mom, yeah. how do I do this? Love it. Mm-hmm. But watching them fall is not. That's hard. That's hard. It's hard on the heart. It is. Yeah. 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 And then we had, you know, our last little present at the end. (laughs) Who is just like, oh, my goodness. The first time I met him, I was like, you are so cute, but I can tell you are a handful and trouble. He is. (laughs) And you know what? We laugh because we think he, well, we say he's being raised by teenagers. Yeah. It's basically. So he thinks he's a teenager. He acts like one. Yeah. I will admit he even speaks like one. So... (laughs) There are times I'm like, you can't actually say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's different. And you think <laughs> I remember having him and I'm like, I'm going to do this one so different. Mm-hmm. We're going to parent him so different. Yeah. And we've tried. And guess what? He's just the same as the other kids. Like he still <laughs> has that stubborn streak. Yeah. He still yells at you. He still tells me that he hates me some days. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I It's buddy. I've heard that time and time again. Yeah. So it doesn't, it never, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It's just, I always say, you know what? That's okay, buddy, because I love you enough for the both of us. Oh, I like that. And the one, the one day he had gotten in trouble for something and he comes over to me and he says, mom, are you mad? I said, yeah. And he goes, it's okay. I love you enough for the both of us. Oh, and I was like, heart. okay. <gasps> oh, you're learning. <laughs> He's learning. So they're listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fun. So right now my three oldest are moved out. Okay. So I really only have my younger three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very quiet at our house. And with COVID and sports, oh, you know, not being able to yeah. do sports. Yeah. It's really quiet. Like we don't have anything, mm-hmm. you know, as far as me running around, whereas my life I yeah. lived in my car for a long time, as you yeah. probably know. Being a sports mom is uh, is a life of its own. Absolutely. So, yeah, COVID has definitely changed that. Well, once again, we're not talking about COVID. Nope. No. But, <laughs> but yes. But there, it's a change. It is a change. For sure. And I, to be honest, I used to feel like I loved being busy. I loved, mm-hmm. and I did. I loved watching my kids and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But having to slow down mm-hmm. has been so good. It has. It's been so good. And I think it's good that we, hopefully moving forward, you know, busy sports parents or whatever your kids are involved in, Mm -hmm. slow down. Right. 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 Take those moments. I agree wholeheartedly with you on that. Um, We need to be better at finding balance because I found myself in the same situation. Just Mm -hmm. run off my feet. Um, There's three kids and two parents. And so you can't be at everybody's game at everybody's practice and oh. and so um slowing down was really nice for our family as well mm-hmm. um but 
I feel like we've slowed down too much and I'm, I'm ready to pick things up a bit. So it's all about balance. Now, I consider you an expert mother. And I know you'll <laughs> laugh at that because oh, yeah. you will probably say there's no such thing as an expert mother. And that is why I yep. call you an expert mother. Yeah. So um, what advice would you have given yourself looking back when you first became a mother? So today where you are at now, mm -hmm. you have come so far. You've learned so much. Yeah. So what would you tell the new young mom, TJ, 22 years ago? Um, don't even try to be perfect. You will fail. Okay. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. No. I've done the things. Do I feel bad for it? Absolutely. Yeah. But do I give myself grace? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I would, I think my number one would just be, you know what, just whatever you do, do it with love. Okay. You know, even yeah. disciplining your child, and I'm not going to tell anybody how to discipline because that's between you and, you know, your child. Yeah. Um, but whatever discipline you choose, do it with love, not in anger. Exactly. I, I think that is probably the most impactful thing you have said mm -hmm. is um, do it with love. But discipline cannot be done if it's not done in love because otherwise it's just punishment. So there's a difference. Mm -hmm. There's punishment and there's discipline. Discipline is when you are teaching and correcting behavior and that love has to be 100% authentic or otherwise you're just punishing. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And also um, one thing that I've gotten a lot better at and I didn't do in the beginning and I again going back yeah don't we all wish we could oh yeah um is apologizing okay and yeah. normalizing that yes right yeah. because if we're not apologizing to our kids for things that we've done yeah how are they ever going to learn to do that for things that they've done exactly you know so yeah. I think that would be another big one that's another tell myself. really good one <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, I don't know. What else would I tell my my younger mom version? I would say to have fun, too. OK. Yeah. Right. I feel like because I had so many kids in such a short amount of time, mm -hmm. it was constant chaos. And it was me just picking up after kids, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to keep um, just trying to keep them fed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, three meals a day, snacks, and making sure, you know, like they're brushing their teeth. They're doing all the everyday things. Yeah. Um, I think we forget to have fun with them. Yeah. You know, like sit down with them, play a game. The other day I sat down and played a video game with Dice. Mm -hmm. And I actually had fun. Mm -hmm. My hands hurt so bad. <laughs> I, I was like, how do you do this? I don't even know how you do this. And <laughs> Anyway, it was really fun, and it it's a reminder to myself that I need to do that more often. Absolutely. Even with the big kids. Like, yeah, take your big kids and go do something fun. Yeah. Right? So. Okay. Yeah. That That is all really excellent advice. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So now I have another question for you. All right. What advice would you give to our lovely listeners today about parenting in general do you have any other kind of insider tips that might be of help to our listeners um definitely connect with other moms okay I love that one connecting Absolutely. with other moms yeah. so that you have a person yeah. or people a support network to just dump on uh-huh literally you need that I had a really good friend that we would call each other multiple times a day mm -hmm. and get to the point where, okay, we're meeting at the park. I can't take this any longer. My right. kids are driving me nuts. You need that. We all need that. Yeah. Right. You have to have those connections. And I mean, what we all want to, we all want to be seen. We all want to mm -hmm. be heard. We mm -hmm. all want to belong and connect. Mm -hmm. Do that as a mom, do that yeah. and find that wherever you can find it. Right. There's always support groups. There's Tons of women's organizations, groups, 
um, you can find it. And mm -hmm. with social media, mm -hmm. you just need to put it out there. Hey, I'm a mom. I need some support. Yeah. I need friends. I need a community. Yeah. People will invite you in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I have this question because I have been in this position. Mm -hmm. um, what would you suggest for the moms who feel so disabled by their own insecurity that the thought of reaching out is too overwhelming? Mm. You know what? I, I feel like when you feel overwhelmed, that's when actually you need people the most. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that debilitating feeling of not being able to reach out to somebody mm -hmm. is hard. And I find that's when, and I know it sounds so cliche but that's when we need to find ourselves like we mm -hmm. need to work on ourselves okay so okay. if you're not able to get out or talk to other people or put yourself out there mm -hmm. then you need to start working on yourself okay you need to look inward you need to yeah. find the little things um that you can do for you and this is where I've had I've had to do this just recently mm -hmm. like get back to me mm -hmm. life gets hard it does. We get thrown curveballs mm -hmm. that we don't expect. And we don't even know how we get to that dark place. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that has worked so well for me, and I actually have been posting this on my story. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen it. And it's a question I ask myself. What am I doing for me mm -hmm. today? That's going to fulfill me. Mm -hmm. And it's not one bit selfish. No. It's necessary. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you are right now that mom that's sitting around and you literally can't reach out to somebody, mm -hmm. then reach in. Okay. What can I do for me yeah. today? And, you know, make that, make that promise to yourself. Okay, well, mm -hmm. for me today, I'm going to do this. And even if the night before you're laying in bed, what am I going to do for myself tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Write it down. Mm -hmm. Write it down. Get it out. When it's written, it becomes real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that would be my best advice for, for the moms that are, are struggling yeah. to even connect with anyone. Yeah. Connect with yourself first. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is... That is so powerful and so beautiful, and I'm so glad that you offered that insight. Um, so then I guess I would make the comment um, or observation that perhaps the moms who are in the position where they feel a little bit more found, they feel like they have that connection and community, that is then on us to look around us mm -hmm. and look for the moms, look for the souls who... Are quietly struggling because um, I know firsthand what it's like to to feel invisible to feel like I don't belong and that is one of the most painful feelings an individual can have there are many but that this is among one of them and um, at the same time I'm so grateful that I've had those experiences because I would not have the same compassion and empathy that I do today had I not had those experiences and learned to gradually, because it certainly was a process, to overcome them. So, um, yeah, to all of our beautiful listeners out there, this is kind of the summary. If you are struggling, search inward. TJ has offered so many beautiful points of advice on that. If you're in a position where you are thriving, keep reaching inward, but reach outward too. And, and let's all help each other on this, on this crazy journey of life because it's beautiful, but it's not an easy one. Okay, so I'm going to transition to a new segment that I'm ultra excited <laughs> about. I, I gave you a little bit of a heads up so you, so you can be prepared. <laughs> but you guys, um, depending on the success of this, this might be a recurring segment in my future podcast. And so with great pride, I introduce to you 
real life confessions of two frazzled moms. <laughs> and so th- this is how it's going to play out. This is a bit of a showdown of sorts. And uh, so TJ and I are going to compete, and I am competitive, um, by sharing our top three most embarrassing mom moments. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so when there's a competition, there is something that should be won. So what's on the table here? What, are we, what should we win, TJ? Oh, you know what? Because I like to connect with you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this might be a win-win. Okay. But we're going to, I feel like one of us has to buy the other one lunch. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So you're right. Once again, it's a Um, win-win. So lunch and bragging rights. Okay. Okay. There we go. (laughs) Okay. So um, I'll start this one off. I'll I'll give an embarrassing moment and then... Mm-hmm. And then I'll redirect to you. Okay, so you guys, this is this is real life. These are Sonia moments. And uh, oh my goodness. Okay, so here we go. First story. Um, I am a new mom. My baby is not even a week old. And uh, I'm at home. And uh, nursing is not going well. It is a complete <laughs> nightmare and disaster. And so... Um, I have a consultation with a lactation um, specialist at the Misericordia Hospital. And and so this will be my first time out of the house. I have been at home with my new baby, trying to figure out life and keep this child alive. And now I have to go out in public for the first time. And so I make sure that I'm ultra prepared. Like I've got the diaper bag. I have everything, diapers, wipes, um, change of clothes. I've, I'm just like going over in my head, making sure that I'm not forgetting anything. And then I put him in his car seat and I make sure that he's in there just right and that he is safe. And I have my purse. I have my driver's license. I have my keys. So I head out of the house, and it feels a little bit drafty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, I had everything but my shirt. And so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh... So I realized that pretty quickly. And I hope and pray nobody saw anything. But that truly happened. So I, I went in the house, put my shirt on, and then went back to our appointment so okay there we go oh my gosh okay well luckily no one saw you luckily yeah, yeah. well I'm, I'm hoping I'm praying I don't know for sure I could have scarred yeah, I guess somebody so. yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious okay so my first one okay okay so I'm new mom with my oldest yeah and I decide okay I'm gonna take him swimming at West Edmonton Mall they did the mom and tots swim or whatever right And so I think, how old? He wasn't very old. I want to say maybe six months old. Okay. Um, So we put the the pull-up on, and we're swimming, and all of a sudden I look, and I'm like, um, (laughs) oh, bleep. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I noticed that he had pooped, Uh and so I quickly, like, grabbed him, thinking, oh, my gosh, we have to get out of here. They're going to have to shock the pool. Uh-huh. So I run him into the dressing room. Well, at this point, the poop is now liquid because oh, no. it was sitting in yeah. the water yeah. and all the things. So I'm, like, holding this baby. He's just dripping, like, poop yeah. down onto the floor. Um, I'm trying to get the the change table down. Uh-huh. So I finally get it down. I lay him on it. Well, when I lay him on it, his diaper that's full of water, watered down poop now uh-huh. is everywhere. He's actually laying like it just like unloads on this change table. So when you were to look at him, you're like, he is literally bathing in, in his, his own, own poop. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> so I'm trying to get him cleaned up. I'm trying to find wipes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a hot mess. And then the best part is the custodian lady comes okay. in and she Bless her heart. I don't know what she was yelling at me because she didn't speak English. Uh-huh. And she's yelling and pointing to things and I'm crying. So yeah. I just sit there. I go, I don't know. I, yeah. I actually don't know what you're saying. 
I don't know what to do. And then, of course, another mother comes in and goes, let me help you. Oh, save so the day. Yeah. she helps me clean up all the things. <laughs> the lady stopped yelling at me. Um, so then I was super frazzled. I actually just put him in his car seat. And I had that zipper bag, the... I don't even know what they're called. They're like a sleeping bag. Yeah, to keep them warm. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that. I zipped him in it and I left, put him in the car. Yeah. Okay, Sonia, this is, (laughs) I should probably have been arrested for this, but he wasn't buckled in. (gasps) Oh. He didn't have, he he wasn't buckled even in his car car seat. Like awful as I'm driving, he's just screaming and I get home and I'm like, I realize I didn't buckle him in. It was awful. It was awful. Anyway, that was, that's one okay. of my okay. frazzled mom moments. That, <laughs> I think you beat me on that one. Oh, I, oh. I'm going to have to be a gracious so much loser. Poop. Okay. So much poop. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I've, I've got poop stories, but I, I'm not going to share them today. I'm going to restrain myself because out of respect for my kids. Um, I've got some good ones. I'll get their permission before sharing those. But I think every mom out there has some good poop stories. Oh, I do. <laughs> I, have some, oops, I have some great ones, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, now I'm, I'm like, I need to up my game. I, you've got some good ones. Um, okay. So I am going to share a story when I had three kids. So uh, Caleb is three, Chloe is two, and Anna is a newborn. And um, wow, that like three under three, <laughs> that, that's crazy. Yes. And uh, so my, my family home growing up was right across from our church building. And in our, in our church building, we have this beautiful open gymnasium. And it was, it was kind of... Um, cooler weather outside and uh so I was like okay I just I just need a place where my kids can run and uh so I went to to the gym and and I I let the kids loose and and I had Anna and uh Caleb and Chloe were just kind of running around doing their things now this was in Caleb's um fire alarm drill pulling oh, no. phase and and so uh this happened with a lot of frequency but I thought I'm safe I'm like what we're in we're in a gym there's literally nothing but balls and and I'm safe um so I go to feed Anna and then I hear a chair being pushed across the floor and I don't know where this chair came from but uh the chair is being pushed across the floor as Caleb is yelling, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he pushes it right to the fire alarm. And oh, so shoot. I'm on the opposite end of the gym. I'm holding a baby. I'm like, <laughs> ah, do I sprint with my baby? And so I set Anna down gently. And I sprint as fast <laughs> as I can to the opposite end of the gym. But it's too late. Like, I get there just oh, as no. he's pulled it. And the alarm is going. And oh, oh, no. Oh, my goodness. So. So yeah, um, there were <laughs> there were some some ladies, older ladies in the in the family history center that were not impressed with <laughs> what unfolded that day, and so I had to I had to call the fire department and say this is what happened. They're like, we have to come anyways, and so the fire no. department came. I met them at the door, <laughs> and oh, I we. That's just one of my many stories involving fire, fire departments alarms. during Caleb's <laughs> fire alarm pulling stage. No. there. Oh, yeah. There's many. There's many. Okay. Oh, gosh. That would freak me out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do well when authorities are oh, yeah, <laughs> involved. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So this one for me, um, this was actually only about four years ago. Okay. We took a trip to Hawaii. My aunt actually, she um, paid for all of us to go. Oh, wow. So nice. So generous. I have a very nice aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went, my brother's family went. Like there was a, there was a big group of us yeah. that went. And the one day we were at a restaurant and we were all eating, had a really good time. 
And my one daughter, Cammy, she, I think she was 16 or 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said, mom, I'm just going to go to the washroom. You know, I'll be right back. Okay. So we pack up, we walk yeah. down. We're in Hawaii. Like we're in, I, I wish I knew the name of the town. I think it's, it's on Maui. Anyway. So we start walking back to our vehicle, mm-hmm. which was part like several blocks away. Okay. And we get to the car and we're kind of waiting around and, and waiting for the car to open. And all of a sudden, my oldest goes, where's Cammie? Oh, no. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so he, we, I said, oh, my gosh, like, I left her in the bathroom. I mean, she's 17, but still, uh-huh. we're in a very, we're in a place that she's not, she doesn't know where to go. She, she's like, I didn't know where we parked. Right. Right. And right. so. We left her in the bathroom. So my oldest son, he just starts running. He just starts running back. And we're like, well, we'll just stay here to see if she comes back. And so as he's running, and we can see this, he's running to go find her. She's on the opposite side of the street. And she's coming back, like, looking for us. Okay. And so at that point, then she came back. And he was confused as to what was actually happening. Yeah. And she gave us heck. Uh (laughs) mom I told you that I was going to the washroom and you did not wait for me Uh, again these uh mom moments of like I don't know what happened to my brain in that moment yeah I'm sure someone else was telling me something else in that moment that it just in one ear out the other other. yeah 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 right yeah 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 anyway so yeah she reminds us of that often oh yeah she'll never let you live that one down no for sure no (laughs) whatever you know what we try that's right that's right <laughs> and the love is there and yeah we're human and, yeah oh 100 and yeah and the stuff that goes on in our mom brains there's so much to process that we leave kids in the bathroom sometimes right it happens in another country it's in fine another country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my anyway goodness. okay i think you win that one okay, okay. all right so we're, we're tied so oh. this this one has to count ah uh, oh my goodness which one? There's just so many. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, my son. I don't know. I don't know. I should maybe check with him before I share <laughs> things. Uh, but he just gives me gold. And so uh, I, I have to share the love. <laughs> you do need to share. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we were at Summerside. Um one time with some friends and uh like on the, the beautiful beach it was a perfect day and we we had a picnic and um there were other families just enjoying the moment and um you know you've got your towels you kind of have your space you set up the space and you're, you claim it like this is my space <laughs> and it's an unwritten rule that this is your space um but Caleb wasn't aware of that unwritten rule. And so um, he, uh, you know, and once again, you're trying to keep your eyes on all the kids. And they they move quickly. They, they oh, yeah. have their own ideas about what they should be doing in the moment. And so in one of those moments, I lost track of him until I spotted him too late. Oh no. <laughs> he had <laughs> he had positioned himself. <laughs> I can't even say it. Uh, right in front of this family that was enjoying their picnic lunch and oh no, pulled down his shorts and started relieving himself. <laughs> and I, I'm watching this from a distance, just horrified because I I swear I have taught my children proper manners. Um, I mean, granted, he was young enough that this this was right. socially acceptable, if if you will. Yeah. But um, I ran over just as he was pulling up again, <laughs> looked at the family, and uh, we all had a good laugh. But you can laugh about it. You can laugh about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we have to do sometimes because um, there's oh, yeah. a lot that goes on that is just out of our hands. And oh, yeah. And laughter can be one of the best medicines. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. Yes. I have four boys. So, yeah, there's a lot of Uh that happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Even the big ones. <laughs> Not in front of families, but <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, this last one. Oh my word. This one is this is one of those moments where you sit and wonder, like, why was I ever allowed to be a mother? Okay. Why? Okay. Yeah. So um this one is about my number four and my number five. Okay. So Kobe and Mac. I call them my two little boys, even though we have an even smaller one. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to remember their ages. I think Mac is the older one. And I, I mean, they were home during the day. So they had to have been, I would say, maybe four and like two and a half. Okay. And so I, at the time, was doing photography. Yes. Yeah. So I was editing. Now, we lived in a two-story house. Okay. So the office was in the basement, and that's where I was editing. Yeah. And then the toy room was actually at, on the top floor. Yeah. So there's a floor in between. Yes. That's a recipe for trouble. Right? Yeah. Yes. So um, I left them to play. Okay. Thinking, okay, they'll be fine. Yeah. For, they'll be fine for a little bit. So I go downstairs, I'm editing, and I notice, I'm like, it is it is really quiet. Like, I can usually kind of hear a little mm -hmm. bit. It's really quiet, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. They're probably just enjoying themselves. So I continue to edit, and then they, I hear them come inside from outside. I didn't even hear them go outside. Okay, yeah. So I think, okay, that's odd. So they come downstairs, both of them, and they both stand in the doorway, and they're both just smiling. And I said, oh, no. what's going on? And Mac looks at me and he goes, mom, don't be mad. And it, you know, it's never good uh -huh, if I it begins that. with mom, don't be mad. Yeah. So I said, okay, I won't. And he goes, Kobe and I drove dad's truck <gasps> across the street. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what? Oh. What? You did what? So I'm like, oh, and he goes, yeah, yeah, we, we drove it across the street. <gasps> okay, so let's go see. So I walk outside, uh -huh. and my husband's truck <gasps> is across the street. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm looking and wondering what happened. I said, Mac, okay, you, what happened? He goes, well, we were just playing in Dad's truck, and it's a standard. It was an old Toyota uh -huh. truck, like a small, like a, a smaller one. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, and I just pulled the stick and we started to roll backwards and I he couldn't reach the pedals. Oh. <laughs> so they literally, they rolled backwards. <gasps> yeah. Luckily, across the street was a park. Like it, okay. there was no houses, there was yeah. no cars. Yeah. We, and we lived at a dead end. So there, okay. there usually isn't on, you know, um, through traffic yeah. because it's a dead end. Right. It's just the people that live down that road. So they had just basically put it into neutral and uh -huh. it went right. backwards and it stopped because it hit the curb. Oh, <laughs> so then I said, what have you been doing? Like, why were you doing this? And he goes, well, we tried to push it back. And I actually, I took, I went and got my camera. This uh -huh. is the photographer and me. Yeah. I went and got my camera and I'm yeah. like, show me how you were trying to push it back. And oh I took goodness. a picture oh <laughs> and one is driving the four-year-old uh -huh. and the two and a half-year-old is trying to push the truck back <gasps> and I'm like oh my word mother of the year that could have been so much worse than it was but anyway so yes that is my mom moment where I I wonder why I was given kids oh <laughs> you oh. wow that is you win you win <laughs> yeah. um but you, you truly are mom of the year. So, so I think we all have those moments when we're like, why would I be trusted with these beautiful, precious souls? Right. Um, but there's a reason for that. And oh, gosh, one, can you send me that picture? Oh yeah. But, yeah. I'll see if I can find it. I, yeah. I used to blog and I, I actually did put that on my blog okay. and there is a picture, but that is an old old school blog I don't even know if it's still up okay I'll go try and find that picture because it's hilarious it's hilarious it is hilarious <laughs> now and you know yes. what things like this happen despite oh, yeah. all of our good intentions and preventative oh, yeah. measures as being a parent uh crazy things happen like they do 
They do. They things happen. And things that you just you would never predict. You can't. You yeah. can't predict parenthood and no. what is actually going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess the gist of the story is at the end of the day, if you and your children are alive, you have <laughs> yeah. done, You've a, done job a good well done. job. Yeah. Yes. So pat yourself on the back. You know what? And tomorrow will be better. Hey, they, for the most part, they still love me most of the time. So yes. <laughs> job well done. Job well done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up with the question mm-hmm. that I ask all of my guests. And what is it that you would say to somebody who is struggling to feel of worth and value? Oh, I feel like this one, I go back, I'm going to go back to keeping those promises to yourself because honestly, and start small, just start small. Even if it's just waking up five minutes earlier or waking up at at a specific time and actually getting out of bed, right? Make that promise to yourself and start with that. Yeah. Because as you do that, you're going to gain the confidence that you need to know that you are beautiful and worthy and of value. Absolutely. And I just, for me, that's what I, I truly feel has gotten me to the point where I'm at. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I still have a lot of work to do. We all do. We're all a work in progress. (laughs) We are. We are all a work in progress. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I, I love it. I love the ups and the downs and the, the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a part of us. It is. It's okay. all a part of it. Well, and it, yeah. And what I'm seeing is beautiful. Thank so, you. Thank you so much for being on the show today, TJ. Um, you, you truly are a gem and uh, I really value having you in my life. So, so right thanks. back at you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if you like this episode and are interested in hearing more, Subscribe to More Than Gold on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you are listening, and give us a five-star review. As always, a special thank you to Devon Music Studios for providing the perfect atmosphere for meaningful dialogue to be shared.